Jesus Christ. You got me laughing. <laughs> Purple Jeep there. We'll hit that low <laughs> gravel pile. <laughs> you got me tickled. I couldn't talk. Hey guys, Bryant back again, May 16th, uh, 2023, episode 11 of Out the Top. Uh, I am here in Rock Life Studios, Monticello, Kentucky. I got Dan Carter back with us today. Uh, got a lot of rock bouncing and off-road news uh, this week. But first thing, we're going to talk a little bit about Visions coming up. Uh, I believe you got a call today, didn't you, sir? Yes, sir, we did. Uh, got a call to... Uh, as an invite to come check out the knockout racing at mid America for visions in June. And it's, uh, it's going to be a big show. We, we can't wait. Um, we are pretty sure we're going to try to make the trip with, uh, we still got to figure out the logistics of everything, but, but yeah, we're excited about it. So we've never really done, well, you originally done more pro rock racing than you done national rock right? since the pro rock buyout. Um, that's been a, I don't know. Uh, they don't have a championship. Um, they do things a little different than what pro rock used to do. Uh, right. They just kind of pop up. They're more or less pop up events. You never really know that they try and schedule them out, but they don't really talk about them much. Uh, right. So I never really know when they're having something. And I think of it as more of an exhibition, uh, than an actual, I don't know, event. I, they're all races. But it's more right. to me. It's more of an exhibition for the fans, especially knockout racing because knockout is pretty cool. Uh, you know, there's we've talked about it a couple times. The the DC and the Paul Wolf uh, shot at Mine Made, and then some of those original knockout hills. You know, from the first couple races they done was just insane. Now I don't know where they're going to be having this at Mid America because Travis Pastrana has come in there and made that home. Right. So I don't know where any of the hill climb have, have, did they mention to you when you talked to them where all this is actually going to take place now? So that really wasn't mentioned. It was just, um, there were just going to be a few select phone calls that he was going to make to, uh, to try to invite some guys out to do the knockout racing. Um, in years past, they've done it just below where the, the swimming pool area is, uh, in the, the short course track, I guess you would say, they uh they put together a little knockout course and it it's pretty pretty legit there was like a i don't know how wide this jump is but it's it's probably the biggest jump that you would see in um you know see a a chassis buggy try to make yeah i've i've only got to see a couple of knockout races every year that they have one i think mine made maybe though of course even back when pro rock was was pro rock knockout racing was usually once maybe twice a year they right. had their hill climbs and then they had knockout on occasion. And I just happened to always miss them except for the one mind made event. Uh, but man, it's just, it's so different and so cool watching everybody go head to head. Uh, and then, you know, you talking about invite only I'm sure visions, listen, visions is a absolutely packed event. There is something right. every hour of every day and I'm sure whatever they've got, they have a time window that they need to do it in. Right. And uh, so the field's not going to be huge, but it should be strong. Right. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to do it with the Razor Bouncers and the Big Bouncers. 
usually you'll see some of those Ultra 4 guys kind of sneak in there with the big bouncers. I don't know. Um, had they ever announced the um, uh, musical guest for Visions this year? I haven't. I haven't seen, but he's uh, Jason that uh, that owns the park has always got top notch musicians sliding in to uh, you know make make a show. We've seen uh, Buck Cherry in years past, and uh, a few few big others that uh, you know you normally wouldn't see at an off road event. <laughs> I have been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of concerts. I never dreamed that I would get to see one of the only bands I have never seen at Mid America. Right. Uh, the first year of Visions, we were out there and got to see Everclear, and that was just one of my youth, uh, childhood favorite bands, right. and had never got to see them. And go to Mid America, and I'll be damned if they're not on the playbill. So that that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, and they they put on a great show as always, and uh, you know they they, they had still- some they had some Kentucky boys out there last year. Um, Oh, Blackstone Cherry, they were right. uh, they were there, and they're from uh, fifteen minutes from my house. All them boys are they're from uh, here in Kentucky, so it was kind of cool to see them out there too. Oh yeah, hopefully sure. they'll, hopefully they'll be a good good uh, lineup this year. I know he's always got something up his sleeve. Uh, that Rally Cross, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what they've got planned. Um, in the end, I think most of Travis's Rally Cross course is going to be pavement. Right. So I don't know what that's going to do to the the future of rock bouncing at that park. Right. Uh, I don't know what that's going to do to his short course racing because as far as I know, he's taken up that valley um, right. that we usually run on. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how Travis's involvement and how the growth of the park and the events, how it actually affects uh, the rock bouncing because I don't know if there's anywhere else at the park that they can do rock bouncing. I've never actually been on any of the trails there and I don't right. think they'll get too far from the event area to do anything. So I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't, doesn't play any negatives at us. I don't think it will. I know that Hubert was out there helping design some of that track and he comes from a UTV background, motocross background. So I'm sure they kept a lot of that in mind as they were making some of those, uh, you know, tight turns and, and hills to jump, stuff like that. They probably kept that in mind as, as far as if a rally car could still manage to do that and still use it for the UTV side-by-side and, and Ultra 4 stuff. You mentioned Hubert. I, I get a kick out of uh, – I don't know if you've seen any of Matt – is it Zyler? Is that how you say his last name? Uh I don't know if you've seen any of his TikToks, but he gives Hubert all kinds of hell, and it's it's funny to watch those guys. All right, so I talked to some people this week that had listened to the pod last week, and they liked the all-star idea. Really? So we've been discussing it amongst some people locally just and some customers of mine that come in the store. Uh, and, and we, they made some valid points about some things. So this, this all-star deal, we're going to circle back and talk about it a little bit more. Uh, everybody I've talked to is, is un, can't believe we aren't already doing it. Uh, with a 10 race schedule, right? 
I don't know. I guess you could kind of call finals that, but finals is its own thing. Um, but with a 10 race schedule and a summer break, I just think that one event, you know, visions, I think was built to, to be that. Right. Visions was originally built to be that kind of all-star event because, you know, I don't think it was ever an open entry event. It was right. all invite only. And, um, so I think that was kind of, kind of build to be the all-star event, but it didn't actually work out that way. People were a little unhappy with the, the way the first one worked out. And then last year we went as part of the actual NRA schedule, a points paying event. Uh, you ended up with third, but it was last year, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You got third at that event last year in the, uh, bounty class. So, I don't know. Visions was originally billed to be like an all-star type event, and then it just didn't turn out that way. It is still a cool event, but much like Race to the Riches or whatever, it kind of it lost its way in, right. in that aspect. So this all-star event, everybody's wanting us to, to, to reinvent it, I guess. So to have an all-star field, that's the first thing you have to have to have an all-star event. Right. Uh, we were talking, you know, I said last week, you know, if you finished on the podium in the last 12 months, you're in. Right. That there's a few things there that that's not wrong, but I think if we're going to do this, we're going to Clyde, if you're listening, we're pre-planning this for you. All you got to do is make it happen. We'll, we'll have all the rules set in place by the time hey. we get, by the time we get done beating this horse. Um, uh, we'll have everything set up for you and, and all you got to do is just do it. So here's what we do. You get, uh, the podium finishers. That's a given. Got to be, got to have a podium, but I don't think you can be a one-off guy and then get into the all-star race. I think you've got to run half the season at least. Right. You got to have five out of 10. Um, I had, let me look at my notes. I had some other ways, other things. That- that would actually be a good idea too for to help grow the season drivers. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking is it needs to be um so if we were going to do this next year, let's just say if we were going to do this next year in mid-June, July, we need to announce it now. Right. Like, hey, this is our idea. This is what we're going to do next year. Uh and it and and this is the early workings of this. Uh, so it, it, even it, this is all hypothetical guys, we can, right, we're right. probably not going to have one, but, but if we don't start talking about it, we never will. Uh, That's right. <laughs> so you yeah, you we're manifesting this. These are things I want to see. Um, and I talked, man, I've talked to Dave. You remember Dave Z was always on, uh, was the original host of oh, Hillside. Hillside Life. Uh, me and him talked about this three or four times in depth. Yeah. Uh, several years ago so I'm, I'm back on that kick now uh but you need to have you need to announce it that way you have your full 12 months and that way that guy that goes into our next race is at west virginia right when they win that race or they get on that podium they don't just get a trophy they don't just get a check they know they want a spot in the big money race next year right and that is the only way that they're getting in that race. 
that would make it mean a little every other race would mean a little bit more because you qualified yourself in now you got your your guys that are your season drivers or have run at least five out of the last 10 races or whatever there needs to be something like that right but there's guys you know that that whatever had had a bad uh bad run didn't make the podium always finishing fourth breaking parts was there chugging it out every week we don't need to exclude them so if we're doing this as a saturday event on friday we take everybody who wants to come run a qualifier race one man whoever wins friday gets to go to the saturday race i like that i think that would be cool one man no money no nothing you just get a spot one man each class i think that would be cool and then we could also do like a fan vote like every other all-star game in sports history anymore but the fan vote needs to come from season drivers so if you're not a season driver then you're not eligible for the fan vote because if we go down this rabbit hole of well so-and-so that's never run an srs race you know we can't be writing people's names in like this is a daggone general election it it has to be from a certain group of people so if there's so this is really what i'm doing here is i'm trying to get matt Holt into the all-star race there you go he's got to be in it this is this is this matt i'm i'm getting you you're going to be an all-star one of these days We'll even like make you a little plaque. There you go. Hey, I think that's a good idea. And while we're on the topic topic of this all-star race, so I've mentioned this before. Uh, our youth class, I think I talked to Zach about this. Our youth class is running like 170s, 200s. Right. Where are they going to go from a 200? Right. We, we've kind of briefly talked about that too. And it, uh, you know, I feel like we're missing a step. Uh, I don't feel like, you know, some of the kids when they turn 12, it's like, okay, we can't let you run the youth class anymore. You just can't throw those guys in the stock class. I mean, and, but you can, but exactly. Um, I mean, there's, there's 12 year olds running dirt late models everywhere across the country. Right. Uh, but so and I don't know is is we have time to to do another um another class. Right. But we need to find another way uh and I don't know if any other series across the country do this class or not. I haven't paid that much attention to it. Uh once you have a kid, you start noticing these things. My my boy's just five, but but I'm I'm thinking ahead. Like, well, if my kid was running that, where would he go after the two hundred class? Right. So Polaris has got these five seventies still. Right. There's Buku's of them out there. Even the eight hundreds are still out there, and you could group those. And I know they're not the same machine. They're not even close on horsepower, but it doesn't really matter. We're just giving these kids something to do. That's right. Uh. So I think we, we should look into, um, 
and it doesn't even have to be the NRA. Uh, somebody needs to look at like a 570 class, an 800 class. Um, maybe, I don't know if, does Taylor do a 570, 800 class in, in his events? Maybe he, you know, he has four or five events a year. If nothing else, we get Taylor Pickett with RPM to throw in a a 570 or 800 class or something along those lines, just so the youth has a stepping, has a bridge. Right. I, I think, I think that's very possible. All right. Now you want to hear the truth. I say this because recently, uh, everything I've everything I say has got a motive, guys. I'm 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 always ahead. Uh, just recently, I bought a 570 tube chassis uh, buggy off of uh, oh, off. I've, you picked it up for me. Yeah, from Wesley Gatlin. Wesley Gatlin. God, I couldn't speak his name. Um, I bought a 570 tube chassis from Wesley Gatlin that he had built, and he as soon as he built it. He let his kids drive it and the motor blew up like right. immediately. And it's, he pushed it out side. He got disgusted with it and I bought that thing off him and we've got it up here to shop. So we are currently building a 570 tube chassis. Um, my kid's not probably, I mean, he wouldn't race it, but there are kids out there that man, that would be, uh, the Mecca for them. Right. You know, that would be so cool. Uh, so my kid ain't going to race it, but we're going to build it for him because I can have this thing, uh, put together and built. And man, I, I thought about getting him a 200, but for what, uh, financially we're going to have in this one, when we're done, it just made more sense to go this way, get him a four wheel drive, full tube chassis, window nets, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, PRP seats. This is going to be. I'll share. I'll I'll add a picture to it to uh, to the to the video version of this podcast. But when it's rough right now, but when we get right. done with this thing, this is going to be the baddest five seventy razor in the state of Kentucky. Oh yeah, it's it's legit. Like I, and I think it's it's kind of uh, it's going to be one of those things that people are going to look at this thing and say that's what I need for my kid because they're too hard on things. Well, I mean, this this is just perfect. Right. And, and this, this thing is still the factory frame, but basically it's got a roll cage built off of the factory frame. So everything is still factory. There's nothing really too custom about it. Like as far as if, if you needed to go get parts, you could go to Polaris and get parts and it would bolt right up to it. Yeah. This, this, like you said, the, the, the lower is all there. It's all factory Polaris. Uh, they basically just built a cage off of the lower. Right. Um, but it, it looks like your normal tube chassis bouncer. Um, it's got super ATV power steering, super ATV a arms, uh, you know, basically everything is just stock as stock can be. Uh, right. It looks rough now. So when people come in the shop where it's been sitting outside, it's all rusted and people can, what is that sitting over there? That's, that's just old piece of junk. Uh, and then we finally, finally, finally got time the other day. Um, we pulled it in and took the motor apart and, uh, Wesley left it outside too long. And so did I, 
Uh, I'm going to give him half the blame and I'll take the other half. We thought maybe we could salvage the engine until we opened it. And then, uh, I think it'll make a core for a good trade in. Uh, but there's no rebuilding that motor. That thing's rusted plumb up. Uh, but we've opened the transmission, man. I don't know how long that thing sit outside with no cover on it. Uh, we opened the transmission looks brand new. We opened the front diff looks brand new. Uh, so it's not going to be bad. I got a new motor coming in and we're going to keep you guys updated. We'll do some stuff on YouTube about that, uh, build as we go along. It's going to look, uh, when we get done with it, we're going to wrap it up. However, whatever we're running, in the razor bouncer class at that time it's going to be a mini me of that right so we're going to make a match it's going to be cool uh i think you guys will like it when we get done hey guys i know owning an atv or utv can be very expensive there's so many accessories out for these things nowadays it's just unreal one of the things you shouldn't have to worry about is the tires on that machine, but sadly, it is a giant topic of discussion in the UTV world. With prices going through the roof and so many different selections on what to get, what's the best mud tire, what's the best road tire, what's the best rock tire, the only answer to all of those questions where you can get a solid tire that does all of those things and does them all well, that is the Supergrip XT tire from Supergrip ATV. Heck, that's even what we race on is the Supergrip XT47s. Right now from Supergrip ATV, they have their road version of the Supergrip XT on sale direct from Supergrip. So get a hold of those guys, get you some tires. They're also available at Rock Life Off-Road. So guys, holler at us, get Supergrip XTs on your machine. It's the last tire you'll ever buy. Okay, guys, we mentioned uh, last week about the RC car build-off. It was supposed to come out on the 10th was the original plan. Uh, I think you – I didn't see the post. You seen. You said you seen a post about, uh, I guess, RC Command was supposed to be putting that deal out. Yeah. I, I, I was a little – you know, I was excited to see, see that, and then it just kind of got pushed on the back burner. So, I, yeah, I – I mean, yeah, I was let down. I'll be honest about it. Yeah, I kind of was too. I was ready to see those other builds. Uh, I'm, I've still not got my car back, um, but that's my fault. I was supposed to send the guy's shipping label to send it back to me, and I completely forgot about it. So I'm going to do that tomorrow so I can have the thing back this week. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know when that's coming out now. Uh, originally, it was May the 10th. Um, we'll, I won't uh, – lie to y'all give you any more dates after it comes out we'll talk about it uh yeah yeah also uh just another little thing we've talked a little bit about uh wade good stepping away from rock bouncing and the misfit buggy is on facebook currently um they're having a waffle for that thing so if you want a chance at having one badass rock bouncer for a little of nothing uh, get on Facebook and, um, I'm not going to throw any names out, but if, if you want to find out where it's at, get on Facebook and just, just type in misfit waffle. Uh, you'll find it, or you can message us at one of our pages and we can point you in the right direction. Uh, I've got my name in there a couple times. Um, I think Dan, you guys said you got your name in there a couple times. So, uh, listen, 
If we win this, you're you're driving it. Oh Lord. Yeah, I can't drive it. <laughs> I don't, I've never even sat in it, so I don't I don't know. I might, uh, Wade's a little bit taller than I am. I may not can reach the pedals. Well, they make those things. We'll get you some platforms, uh, platform hey. shoes, uh, pedal extenders. Uh, I mean, for for the amount of money we'll have in it, uh, we got you. We'll 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 cut bars, move bars. We'll set you in that dude, and we, I don't know where we, where you want to go first. We win it. Where are we going first? Uh, we're we're coming up there, and we're gonna flip it over in the parking lot. Listen, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you got me tickled. Uh, it wouldn't be the first thing flipped over in the parking lot. Uh, but that would make for some good TikToks. Oh yeah, four thousand dollar four thousand dollar flip over. Uh. Yeah, so anyways, <laughs> I'm still laughing about flipping it over in the parking lot. Uh, Waffle, go get your tickets. All right, so Polaris finally released the new Expedition today. Uh, it is some of what I thought it was going to be, some of not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, did you get to see much of it? Yeah, we uh, we actually posted a little snippet on the uh, TikTok. We're just basically just trying to get a filler post, I guess, just see see what everybody's thoughts were about it. My first initial thought, like as soon as I saw it, all I could think of was Baby Bronco. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of that on the yeah. on the comments on a lot of different posts. Was was everybody talking about it looking like a Bronco? Right, but I I think it's cool. Um, basically, it didn't look like they strayed too far away from a general. I think, um, man, I don't know. Uh, it, it suspension wise, I think it's very similar to the general. Uh, just just by first glance, until you've seen one in person, it's going to be hard to say. Uh, but by the video, it looks like a general suspension. It did go five lug. Uh, Notice that. Uh, so I don't know, and that's I, I I've got to get clarity on this. I don't know if they just went with a. Uh, a five lug hub or if they went to that new five lug bearing setup which i'm assuming that's probably what they've done um so that's going to be good uh I, I think it was a bummer that they didn't go trailing arm on this they they man that would have been a killer machine right um several different trim models though man it's kind of a I don't know. It's like a, a Ranger and a General meshed all in one. Right. Uh, so like your front seats, you got two buckets like a General. Right. Center console. Uh, it's a little redesigned from the General, so it's not just a straight ripoff. But you got two bucket seats, console, and then you go to the back seat on your crew models, and it's a split bench. Right. So that's weird. That that's kind of where where the two worlds are colliding, I guess you could say. Um, and then on the so they have the XP, which is the Adventure XP model, and then they have the uh, Adventure or I'm sorry, Adventure Expedition XP model, and then they have the Expedition ADV model. Right. Uh, that model 
So the XP has a dump bed just like the other generals and rangers. Uh, the ADV model doesn't have the dump bed, but it has the modular seats that, um, like you can fold the seats down, make the bed bigger. Right. You can, you can do all kinds of different stuff with them. So there's several different trim levels in this and several different ways you can buy it. Uh, I want the crew North star, but I don't know I'm worried they missed the price point on this one. Um, you know, everybody's been clamoring for a North Star General for, for several years. I know a couple people that have said, including myself, as soon as they release one, we're going to go trade. Right. I don't know if I can shell out $45,000 for a North Star expedition. Um, that's the only thing that worries me about it. I, I don't want them to price themselves out of the market on this deal because, man, the accessory line that they built with this too um, – you know, we were looking at, of course, they're going for the Overlander crowd. Rooftop right. tents. Uh, I mean, just all kinds of different accessories. A new lock and ride system uh, for the for the bed. It's there. This is, this is very well put together, very well thought out. But I just don't know how many people can spend $45,000 for that machine. That's right. I don't know the XP's. So, so they've done, uh, pretty much every level. There's several different versions of this machine. They've done several different versions of the XP and they've done all the same versions in the ADV model. Uh, mm -hmm. so you can get a, a two seat, uh, in the XP and the ADV all the way up through the North star in each line. Right. Um, I think the cheapest version of it is going to be your XP, um, their base. I, I forget what it's, they, they have the, uh, ultimate North star and, um, premium. Shoot. I can't never remember what those are. The premium model is going to be your cheapest one. It's at 28, Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know be interesting to see because it's it's like you've got the the crowd that's always comparing that to a vehicle which you know the players has has outdone themselves on this new expedition and it's um you know anywhere from 28 grand to forty five thousand. you know a lot of people are screaming in the back of their heads you know i can go buy a four-door jeep hardtop for that that's the argument i'm seeing uh already and, you know, every time price increases come, you hear that argument. You know, I've been hearing for the last several years, well, I'll just go buy a Jeep. I'll just go buy a Jeep. I'll just go buy a Jeep. Well, you might, but you're still not taking a Jeep where this thing's going to go. That's right. Not at the, at the pace it's going to go anyways. I mean, the capabilities of all these side-by-sides is just completely unreal. Uh, but at some point the pricing of this is, is getting a little ridiculous because they are toys. Uh, right. They are a luxury and I don't want us to price ourselves out of the market where we have to start taking uh, amenities away. Right. But listen, I, I think this is the machine though. Uh, this is my machine. This is the one I've been wanting uh, right. for years. Uh, 
you know, I bought the Ranger North Star because I wanted the North Star and that was the only way I'd get it. Uh, and then I just couldn't get used to the way it rode. So we traded it for a general. Well, this expedition is the best of both worlds in the North Star version. And I'm dying to order one. I know a couple right. people that ha- already have um, either ordered or put their name in to be the first ones ordered. I don't know when dealers, I, I assume they were able to start taking pre-orders today. Right. Uh, and I know a couple people I've seen. Um, I, I think Tim Meeks are probably one of the first people with one. I've seen him posting on there today that he clicked the, the buy button. Right. Um, and I, it's so hard for me not to. I want one so bad. Uh, it's just I, that, just I think that price a lot of point. people buy. Yeah, it's going to be a big seller, um, especially in the crew version. Uh, all these guys that I mean, this is the ultimate hunting rig too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think they hit the mark with that. Like you said, the Overlander group, the uh, you know the explorers, you know people that's uh, you know living out Midwest, you know. Uh, I think that thing's got like a 12 and a half gallon fuel tank on it. I mean, it's going to be one hop in and go for days. Yeah. They said, um, I watched their video today and they said this was set up for a 72 hour adventure. Yeah. Um, it's got, you know, they're, they're, they're claiming 200 miles of range on a tank of fuel. Uh, you know, I would have killed to have had one of these. Uh, when I was younger, when I was a kid, you know, this is my favorite thing. Uh, me and dad would go to the woods every weekend and we'd be out there Friday night and Saturday night and come home Sunday. Yeah. Something like this then would have been unbelievable. Oh yeah. It'd been a game changer. It'd been a game changer. Cause we were, we were out there at the time, you know, in an old, old K five blazer packing tents and coolers and, uh, all kinds of stuff. And all of that stuff would have fit in or on this machine. That's right. And we could have rode around in air conditioning and comfort. Yeah. My thing about the North Star models is not so much the air conditioning. Is is that thing gets so hot in the wintertime. You turn that heat on. You can ride around in there in shorts, flip-flops. It is the ultimate. Um, you know, like I said, last, I think it was last week we was talking. I couldn't get nobody to go riding with me. Cause I was, re- I didn't yeah. care if it was zero degrees. It didn't make a damn to me. I was ready to go. And everybody's like, it's too cold. <laughs> not, not if you riding with me, it ain't. <laughs> right. But I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's an awesome machine. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing one in the wild. Um, as soon as our, uh, our neighborhood player shop, uh, gets one in, I want to go over and at least look at it, uh, in person before I do pull the trigger. Uh, but I'd say it's a very good chance you'll see one sitting at Rock Life uh, before too long. All right, guys. Uh, this week, not much racing uh, to go on. We don't have much to report here for you in the rundown part of our episode. Uh, what we will do is we've got Morris Mountain coming up for the Outlaw Race uh, this coming weekend. I don't know a whole lot about the outlaw racing. I don't know a whole lot about Morris Mountain. I'm going to let Dan tell you about that. Oh, yeah. So this week we are headed to Morris Mountain for the outlaw race. 
best of my knowledge, this park is um, kind of local to us, but it's not very large of a of off-road park. Um, there's not much to go on on social media, but as far as I know, the gates open at 7 a.m. Thursday morning. They have five RV spots, and it is first come, first serve. Other than that, everybody else is going to be looking at doing primitive parking or primitive camping and uh, parking situation. You just get in where you fit in. Um, best of my knowledge, the race starts at maybe 10 a.m. Saturday, driver's meeting at 9 so we look forward to seeing everyone out there. All right, guys, there it is. Morse Mountain this weekend in Alabama for the Outlaw Off-Road Series. And then uh, after that, we'll see you guys a few weeks at Blue Holler uh, for the Outlaw Finals. Um, oh, and then we've got also the AOP uh, Adventure Series Bouncer Qualifier Race on May 27th. So we've got three races coming up here pretty quick, so we'll have a lot more to talk about. Uh, for sure. Right on, guys. Thank you, Dan. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Go like, subscribe, follow, rate, review. Leave us a message on Anchor FM uh, forward slash out the top. If you got something you want to talk to us about, go there, leave us a message, and we'll uh, play it on the show. See you. Done. This episode is brought to you by Rock Life Off-Road. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.